Hello and welcome to FM On Demand with Tara Fitzpatrick, the podcast of Food Management Magazine. I'm your host, Tara Fitzpatrick, and today we have a very businessy podcast for our listeners in the B&I segments, or really this would probably be good for anybody. There's there's some interesting conversation um, as just being a professional and being in the working world. What does corporate culture look like now? Do we have to wear high heels anymore? I really don't think people should. But before we get into all that, my guest is Renee Kristoff. And she is really a different kind of guest that we normally have. She's not a chef and she's not an operator. Her job is not directly related to food service. So she is the head of global associate engagement at T. Rowe Price, which is a huge investment firm. There's lots of offices all over the world. And as employees are coming back to work, this is something that the company is encouraging, but like many BNI operations, there are hybrid work weeks. People are doing different things at different times. So that makes it just such a special challenge for BNI because it's like, how do you feel? How do you know how things are going to go? Essentially, how do you know what you need to do to serve a company like this? So Renee has all kinds of really cool things that they've done to work with the food service team and it's Culinart. And they've done things like food truck rallies. They are doing cultural events and things that kind of make it easier for the employees to come back into the office, including meals that you can take home when you're on the go. So we talk about all of those things and we really are at kind of a very interesting time in the world of the American worker. Like what is, how do we shape this? What is it going to look like? What are people going to be doing? What does your workday look like? So I was, um, I do have to give a quick shout out to Dasha Smith. She is the one who introduced me to Renee. Um, Dasha had worked for Sodexo for a long time and we have done a lot of work together over the years and she is just a really great person. And she's now with T. Rowe Price. She's in charge of the um, corporate communications. So big thank you to Dasha. And please enjoy this very businessy pod. Hi, Renee. Thanks for being here. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Tara. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm hoping that um, this will really shed some light on um, some B&I topics. It's a segment of our readers that kind of were hit differently by the pandemic and like all the changes that um, came about. So let's talk about your company. Let's kind of get a lay of the land. It is T. Rowe Price. Is that correct? That's right. We're an investment management firm. It's an investment thing. And I looked it up and then I... I looked at my Facebook and I had an ad for it and they were like, it makes it easy to do all these things. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. for sure it's, and I just recently started going to a financial advisor and it's, you hear okay. some things that are, that are hard to hear, but it's, it's good for you. <laughs> it's good because you have to take the medicine along with, mm-hmm. you know, the learning and the education. I think it's great that we have you here because it's kind of a different perspective um, because that's sort of a term that's used like from the dining side of it, but yes. you are somebody who's interacting with dining right. and just tell us a little bit. Um, are we talking mainly about like the headquarters here of T. Rowe Price? Where is it? And 
actually, so Timor Price is in 16 countries, just so you, we set mm-hmm. the landscape for you, yeah. but we can really limit this to um, more in North America, but we do things globally as well because we want to treat all of our associates well, right? Mm-hmm. And so as everybody knows, it's been very difficult over the last two years in the corporate environment with people in and out, um, people being stricken with COVID, coming back to work or coming back on um, altered schedules, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it really does complicate, A, your scheduling, but it also complicates your ability to engage with each other. And in our culture, we find that it is so important to be together, to collaborate, right? That's mm-hmm. how we get our work done. That's how we get our best ideas, talking to each other, engaging with each other. That's that doesn't mean we can't do that over Zoom. You and I are doing that right now. And right. I totally understood everything you said to me. And I'm sure you will understand everything I say to you. Yes. But it does make a difference sometimes when you're in the room together or when you're just with each other. And so over the two years, the, the we had several rounds of trying to come back to the office and then there'd be an outbreak or yeah. You know, the CDC would recommend not coming back in. So what the approach we took about getting people back together was to think about this as, hey, let's have open houses, just like you have an open house to go back to college or to go back to school. It was a way to not have people coming back to a full day of work, but come back to the office to make sure your uh, equipment is turned on. Or if you moved, make sure your uh, materials got to your new location, set your office up so that when we truly got back to work, you didn't have to do any of that. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, we would think about how did we make that entertaining for you, right? So the first round of this, we had actual guides We had um, bags for our associates that came in and they had some treats in it. Some, you know, again, um, food that was individually wrapped, Mm -hmm. um, snack things for people to do. We had grab and go snacks to keep it healthy and to get people to come back in the office. So that was the first phase of this. And then we thought, okay, now we really want people to start to get more engaged and come back. So our next open houses were really at the campus. We got about a thousand people to come in, which we had not been getting those numbers. That's where we introduced the food trucks. Mm. We had the food trucks at our campus in Owings Mills. We had food trucks at our Pratt Street location um, in downtown Baltimore. We had food trucks in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where we have a big campus. And so the food trucks became a big hit because what we found is that as people are waiting in line to get whatever truck they're at, and we do a good job of mixing it up, we can have Asian food, soul food, um, Hispanic food. We have, you know, the tacos. People love the tacos, pork, pork, anything like that, right, that finger Mm -hmm. foods. People were standing in line, but they were complaining about the lines. They were socializing with each other. And, oh, I haven't seen you in months, or how are you doing? So it really was a way to have fellowship over food and while you're waiting to get your food. And we found that to be a big hit. And so as we started to come back, we came back to the office in February on a three-day and two-day out schedule. People Mm -hmm. started asking, so when are we having food trucks? When are we having food trucks? All of a sudden, food trucks have become a thing for our folks. And it's it's one of those things where we can socialize together. So we bring a DJ um, so that people can sit outside and, and listen to the music. Now, you know, as long as the weather is nice, yeah. we'll do when it's at the height of the summer. We've had snow cones, ice creams, popcorn, cotton candy, in addition to the other food. But the DJ mm-hmm. has been a hit just to people to chill, sit out, listen to the music, engage with each other. Um, the lines do get long. We do have some associates that have had to leave before they could get their food. 
Yeah. So we're looking at how do we fix that problem for them? We're going to bring the food to them. Those are people that are on the phones, the call centers. Okay. We're going to bring the food to them. So does that give you a general idea of how we use food to engage? We, we also use it to engage from a diversity, equity, and inclusion perspective. So when there well, are different great. holidays, so for example, during Black History Month, we might feature soul food in our cafes, mm-hmm. or there might be food trucks related to soul food, or like now we're getting, we're close to um, Hispanic Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. Again, same type of thing. We, we will have an event, I think it's next week, and there will be um, food that is related to that. They're also going to teach you how to salsa and do some other things um, from no, a cultural true. perspective, but food always seems seems to be um, integral to people gathering together and having some fun. For sure. And that's, that's one of the kind of perks of, of going into work and being physically there. So from what I'm understanding from what you're saying, kind of the leadership at your company is like, yes, we want people to come back. We want them yes. to be in person. Like we want that human interaction. Sure. Are, are some of um, the locations, like had there been an existing like employee cafeteria at places and like, how, how did that sort of shake sure. out? And I'm, I'm glad you asked that because I neglected to say we, of course, turned our cafes back on where we have campuses, like where I'm located sitting right now in Owings Mills. We have two large cafes. And so, yes, we turned those back on. We even reevaluated the food that we were offering um, in our cafes while we were out we had to think about safety, right, and health. So no yeah. longer did you just have like plastic ware sitting in the mm. stand and, and you pull a fork out and yes. Renee pulls a fork out and Dasha pulls a fork out. It doesn't work like that. That always gave me pause, even, even before right. all this happened. Right. It's like, oh right. boy, like you just put your hand in there. Yep. And everybody else did too, right? <laughs> so everything is individually wrapped. And not only that, it allowed us, some of the changes allowed us to be even more green. All of our... Um, flatware is compostable. So you use it and put it in and we have the bins with what's compostable, what's waste, what can be recycled. And so um, we had to think about, along with our partner who provides our food services, we had to think about how do you bring people back into this environment, make them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So we prepackage things, they cook the food. You can't, you no longer can stand and watch them cook your food where where you used to stand there and watch them do your fries and your hot dog or hamburger or whatever. Everything is you order it online on your phone. So we have an app and I can order, like I ordered my sushi, which is over here in the bag. I'm not going to eat it in front of you, but (laughs) I ordered, you can order through the app and then you go go downstairs and just pick it up. It's ready. Your number is on it. Your name is on it. Oh, that's cool. So there's a menu that is published every day. Mm-hmm. In, on the app and then you go in and you just make your choices or you can get in your car and go somewhere and drive if you want we also you can have DoorDash, um, Grubhub, all of those um, delivery services mostly will deliver here in Owings Mills and we'll deliver downtown in our downtown headquarters that location people can walk um, to some of the local restaurants that are open um, close to our Pratt Street location in Colorado Springs we mm-hmm. also have a cafe um, our offices, such as in San Francisco or New York, they do not have cafes, but those people are in a city, go out, either bring your lunch or they go out, you know, and, and really yeah. support the local community by, you know, leveraging the restaurants that are near the office. So we definitely yeah. make sure that everybody is able to be fed if you want to be fed. Yeah, I like the way you're integrating the local restaurants. And sometimes with contract management companies, that's kind of like, that's the enemy. Like, you don't want to do that. But from your perspective... Um, your company is Culinart. Yes. 
And that's, that's your food service provider. When everything was sort of falling back into place, like last winter, when you were like, let's bring people back in, what did kind of those conversations look like with the food service part of it? Like, did they kind of ask you like, how do you want this to look? Like, what are we, what are the needs? What are the challenges? Like talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I I think they did. I was not, that is not part of my day to day job. So I did not sit in on those. We we're called in to look at what does the experience look like, right? My team leads associate experience. So when we're looking at how we engage, we're called in once some of those more tactical decisions are made, like, is it okay to have the food set up this way? What what are the lines going to look like? What kind of experience am I going to have? But I can imagine that with our facilities um, team, they really had some long and hard conversations about this has to change. Yeah. Um, how? What is the impact going to be on our associates, right? We even early on, I, I neglected to tell you this, but even when we were bringing people back in prior to us setting a firm date for when we wanted people to come back in, we were um, subsidizing lunches. We okay. were giving our associates um, money to buy their lunch because we just wanted them to come in and not feel burdened by that. Because yeah. the thing you have to think about, Tara, is we're now competing with your home. Yep. Right. You've been home for two years. And so to get you to come back to the office is hard. It's hard on everybody because everybody comes back and says, I can't believe I came into work five days a week and now I can barely do three. Right. Well, you didn't do it for two years. That's why it's harder than it used to be. And so we didn't want you to have to worry about food. Right. Everybody needs to eat breakfast and lunch. And this is breakfast and lunch is served here. You also we make it convenient. You can order dinner and take that home with you if you want to do that for your family. Um, you've been at work all day, don't want to cook, you can take food home. So we tried to make it convenient. And we were for a time, we were subsidizing. So we were giving people money at, at our Pratt Street headquarters at Owings Mills and in Colorado Springs. Yeah, so. that's that's an expense for people. Like that's something that that they definitely factor in. And I remember um when I worked in downtown Cleveland every mm-hmm. day. I would spend so much money on lunch. Like, and even, even if it was just like $10, like that really adds up. Like it's It's crazy. Right. When you work five days a week, it does. And so even under normal circumstances before COVID, we subsidize our cafes. Our associates are never paying what would be the full price if they were out Mm -hmm. in the marketplace. So we do think it's important. It's, it's an, it's a benefit as far as we're concerned. If you're here, you're performing, you're showing up to work. What else can we do besides all the other benefits we give you? Here's another one where we subsidize your food. You can really get a lot for a little bit of money, actually. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of more in general, like mm-hmm. thinking about this new hybrid thing and people are mm-hmm. kind of like, it feels weird. Like what what has been like, what have people been talking to you about or like in terms of their work-life balance or whatever it may be? Like what are what are you kind of hearing from employees? Sure. It, it, in the beginning, of course, people were, you know, you had to figure out your childcare oh, yeah. situation. Now that the kids are back in school, it's a lot easier. I, I think we don't realize the stress and strain of all the little tiny details that just normally fell into place in the yeah. past, It they become cumulative, right? And so we made sure that our associates knew and still know that we have um, wellness um, opportunities for them. We have employee assistance. We even established an employee relief fund um, during yeah. that time so that just in case something happened during COVID that was COVID related, that might've caused you to have some sort of financial hardship, we had a fund established for that. And as an an associate working, you were eligible to tap into that. But what our associates mostly said was the hardest part was getting back into the rhythm Mm -hmm. of coming back to work, right? Get, oh my gosh, I've got to get clothes ready now because I can't put on my sweatpants and my yoga pants and a top 
and yeah. look really nice up here. And I'm looking like a slob at the bottom, right? You have to come in, you have to fix up a bit. So people were thinking about, oh my gosh, I have to allow time to get ready, right? You don't need much time when you're on Zoom at home. Yeah, yeah. The commute became, um, I think, more prevalent for people mm -hmm. where I, I drive 30 miles to our downtown location and it's what I do, right? And the first couple of times I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how long this was mm -hmm. because you get out of the habit of it. So people talked about their commute. They mm -hmm. talked about how to um, schedule their days, right? For some people, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which uh, quite a few more people work, yeah. those days make sense because then Mondays and Fridays, they can get prepared for the week on Monday and they can close out the week on Friday, but they can yeah. do it at home. Mm -hmm. Other people like me, I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because I want to stay consistent and just mm -hmm. go through the week and not forget things. Like I was leaving my laptop at home when you, you know, when you're in a day, yes. off a day it, at home, then you're back. It, for me, it didn't work. I need to come straight yeah. through. And so um, that makes sense. So the scheduling, um, now you have to either make lunch, bring lunch, buy lunch, um, even the, just the, the commute, I think for a lot of people became a thing. Yeah. For some of them. So the three days in, two days out really helps on the, the commuting. It helps on the gas because at the same time we were coming back within oh, yeah, months right. of that, the gas prices went up. So we did talk to associates about that. And if, if it really was a hardship, you could talk to your manager about, you know, mm -hmm. maybe I need an extra day at home so that I'm only spending for gas for two days type of thing. Yeah. Um, so you have to be flexible because everybody's situation is different. And so mm -hmm. we looked at that. Um, we, yeah, so it's it just, there are lots of variables for people, but those were the main things I think we heard about. Yeah. And now you're, you're in a pretty like businessy business, if you will, like it's, are people dressing more casually to come back to work? Do you feel like, or I'm, I'm wondering if it might go back the other way and like people will start getting really dressed up for work, yeah, which I don't, I don't want that. I don't want any more high heels. I think, I think we should, we should normalize not. A lot of people did not bring heels. their heels back because they hadn't worn them for two years. And, Do you and have, so are, you, are you wearing heels? I not. I have flats on. They're dressy flats, but I, I have yeah. flats. I'm dressed up for you. So yeah, um, let's, let's get rid of heels. Like yeah. I, <laughs> total sidebar well, there. You know, we were business casual before yeah. we went out, which most companies are most, now. Yeah. We are dressed for your day. So mm -hmm. if I were meeting with clients, I would come in with a suit. Yeah. Some sort of, you know, maybe a low level heel or whatever, or a nice dressy flat or whatever, but you dress for your day. So if you're going to see clients, yeah. you need to look professional. You want these people to trust you mm -hmm. to handle their money. We are in a trust business. Oh, yeah. And so you have to look trustworthy. You have to look like you know what you're doing before yeah. I'm going to hand over my money to you. <laughs> and so you definitely dress for your day. But on those yeah. days when you're meeting with clients, you definitely should be dressed. Your client is coming in dressed. They're not coming in yeah. in their casual wear, in their jeans. But in Owings Mills, if you're here, you're not meeting clients. I had jeans on yesterday. You can wear your jeans, you know, neat, neat, neat and clean. Yeah, and, um, yeah. But yes, we, we definitely are more relaxed on that. Cause at the end of the day, you want people to be in, you want them to be focused on the work, on our clients doing what's right for them. We shouldn't have all these ancillary things to be worrying about because they're distractions. If you know what I mean, they distract yeah. you and we yeah. want you focused. And so wherever we can help you be less distracted, we try to do that. 
For sure. So I want to go back a little bit to those food trucks, which I think is such a good solution for this kind of like flexibility that you're, mm-hmm. that you're looking for. Um, is it, so in, in each individual city, obviously you find yes. some of the, the food trucks there. How, how do you do the logistics of that? Sure. How do you we figure actually, that out? I have a team member that this is part of her um, role and we, we build a plan for the year that looks at how we're going to engage. So it's not just the food trucks. We might have the, in Baltimore, the BSO, the symphony might come and do a pop-up out in the, on the campus and play oh, some music fine. or you might have, um, we did tailgating last week because um, our football team, the Ravens, they started the NFL season. And so people were invited to wear whatever Jersey you wanted to wear for whatever team that uh, represented, but then we did the trucks and did the tailgating, but we partner actually with Culinart to look at um, in our different locations because Culinart is our partner in Colorado Springs as well. So, mm-hmm. And at Pratt street and in our tech center, we have a, a separate location for our tech people. We look at uh, what is the variety that we can get mm-hmm. who in the community. Can we support? Because we also, as Um, A good corporate citizen, we look at um, minority owned, women owned. So we want to have a diverse mix. So if we can find a woman owned or a minority owned truck, we will include that in the mix. We look at the product offering, what the pricing is. Is it something that our associates have indicated they really like? What Mm -hmm. has been hot in the past that has really gone over well? Every now and then the food trucks run out of food because they're so popular. So we try to make sure that we adjust for that. We look at what do we think the headcount is going to be for that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we work with Culinart to um, secure that relationship, sign the contracts, and then those folks show up on those given days. Very cool. Culinart has been a very good partner for us in that space. Otherwise, we would have to be looking for the food trucks. And that's not what we want to spend our time on. And so they really are helpful in bringing um, what's available to us. And then we can make good decisions based on what our our associates have told us. That's cool. And I think I I like the different aspects or different forms of service that they can provide and like to fit each location as we were talking about to to kind of make it work. That's right. And what's culturally relevant, right? Mm. So in our international offices, many of them are in a city and cannot do the food trucks. Like we can't bring food trucks to our New York City office either, right? And so we do things in-house. We cater lunch for those folks because again, Mm -hmm. we don't want them to feel like, oh, everybody in the U.S., at Pratt Street or in Baltimore, they get this, they get that. No, right. we do this for everyone. We have to do it differently. You have to be culturally mm-hmm. relevant. So our associates in Asia Pacific, as an example, they tend to more want teas and afternoon, little afternoon teas or morning okay. breakfast, right? They're not as concerned about lunchtime. And so you, again, you work with your partners in those locations with our associates who can tell us culturally, we like to do this. That's what we do. We do what makes oh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like locations. for, for worldwide, I mean, mm-hmm. even, even day parts have cultural that's differences right. to people. That's exactly so that's, right. And it sounds like you're, you're very aware of these differences and also the inclusivity and promoting diversity. That's just such an important thing too. So mm-hmm it sounds like you've really found some pretty good solutions for this like changing workforce world. We've tried, you know, unrelated to food, although I know food is your, your thing, you know, it's even, we, you can bring your dry cleaning in and you don't have, that's one less stop trip you have to make. We were all about convenience, right? If we can make it convenient for you, like I said, if you can get the food and take it home, you don't have to cook. That's a convenience. And so we really tried to think about it. And as you say, day parts, what is the person doing during the different parts of the day? What can yeah. we do? Where can we intercede during that day that might might save them a trip, 
a job, something they might have to do that we yeah. could help them do instead. The gyms were opened. I mean, even during um, the, the pandemic, we created a, uh, a channel, if you will, internally where people could just share what was going on with them. They traded recipes talking about food. We got yeah. lots of recipes from people. We have some really good cooks in the firm, by the way. Um, lots of good recipes. They traded exercise um, information. They did exercise together, yoga, all of that. So we really try to make it a community. When you join us, you are in a community of other associates, like-minded. Um, we look for ways to give back to the community without being able to volunteer. Um, we do a lot of food stuff in the community, actually. So food's important to people. Yeah. We work at food banks. We make lunches and then donate those to others. So we we do food is actually one of the things that people like to do when they're doing community work. So oh, yeah. we try to blend it in everywhere. Yeah, no, that sounds really good. And um, the the after work meals is really neat. Like I think I, I might want to follow up later on that and maybe we could okay. get some examples of that and see, sure. see what some of the options are. Cause that's, I don't know, especially like for working moms, working women, yeah. like it's, it's always been hard. And I think the pandemic kind of highlighted that. And especially like when schools work, it's like this childcare, like what, what an important thing. And it's kind of like, we have our country has a long way to go, like <laughs> to make, to get to some kind of equality where, yeah, it's just, oh boy, I'm just, I'm rambling on and on. <laughs> no, it's fine. I have one team member that takes food home all the time because her kids actually like stuff from the Tebow Price Cafe. They always go, mom, can you bring home this or that? Our, the chicken tenders are extremely popular. And when we first came back, we did not have the chicken tenders. And mm. we had put boards out for people to tell us what was going on. How were you feeling coming back? Yeah. And instead of them saying, I feel sad that I had to leave home or I feel happy to see my coworkers. We got all of that, but it was also, yeah. where are the chicken tenders? <laughs> Give me the tenders. <laughs> it's so true. They were, they were writing them on the board. Where are the chicken tenders? Oh so gosh. I thought I've never had one. I thought they must be really good for people to <laughs> asking about them. So. It's yeah. Comfort food. I think and that definitely. Yeah, definitely. And providing that for people. Mm -hmm. Well, very cool. I, I think that, um, I, I can't wait to follow up and find out more and, sure. um, we're, we're going to keep an eye on you. It's so nice to meet you. And, um, uh, yeah, the great Dasha Smith introduced us. So <laughs> one quick, thank you, quick, thank you to her. Um, but yeah, guys, I, I just, I so appreciate this. And I think it's, it's an ongoing thing and we're going to, yeah. we're going to keep seeing the solutions that you come up with. So okay. thank you so That's much great. for, for being here. Anytime.